Welcome to Duct Tape and Paperclips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. Yes, that is right. And this week we are breaking down season three, episode four, Ghost Ship. <laughs> Otherwise known as Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? <laughs> um, and we're going to get into that. But first, we want to catch up a little. Annie, what's up? I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. What's going on in your life? Oh my gosh, this is so appropriate uh, for this episode. <laughs> but I just got back Been from Alaska. Um, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, How did it go? I just went to Alaska last weekend and it was amazing. Um, yeah. I had so much fun. Um, I do have to like give a big recommendation to any comics who are listening to this. If you're thinking about um, applying to the Alaska Before You Die Festival, it was really great. Mm. Um, I have done a lot of uh, really fun festivals and festivals that were not so fun. And this was really well run. And really, um, the folks behind it worked so hard to put this together. Crowds were amazing. The venues were amazing. And um, just what an amazing experience to get to go to Anchorage and have yeah. like comedy summer camp for a couple days. So That's it was amazing. really fun. I always appreciate it when a festival that's kind of set in a, a place that folks don't get a chance to visit very often when they actually set up kind of like daytime activities for mm. folks to do. And so this was one of those, we got a chance to go to this like wildlife rescue center, which was amazing. Cool. They rescued all of these um, incredible animals who had been injured in different scenarios um, and kind of rehabilitate them and got a chance to see moose and all, wow. all kinds of stuff, um, bears and musk ox and, and wolves and you name it. So yeah. it was really, really cool. And I had a, an amazing time. Awesome. I, I can relate on a smaller scale, I think. We're not quite as hard to get to as Anchorage, Alaska, but Burlington, yeah. Vermont is like hard enough that I really do appreciate when people make the effort, especially from the West Coast, to get here. And I think mm -hmm. it's like when we put on festivals and do things like that and ask people to come all this way, it's like... You do have to think about like, like, how do I make it special for this person so it feels like it was worth the haul, you know? Yes, yes, definitely. And I think, um, you know, when you travel for comedy or any work for that matter, you often don't get to see anything of the place that you're mm. visiting. And that's kind of part of it. Like you're there to work essentially. So you're not getting a chance to like get out and see things and do things. So it's always really fun when you have some extra time, you can like do stuff like that. Um, awesome. So it's great. Cool. That's exciting. So yes, perfect timing for this episode. Uh, but what's been going on with you? <laughs> Uh, what's been going on with me? Um, I did a little writer's retreat this past weekend, which was uh, something I do once in a while. I go off in a Airbnb with four or five people and we like, you know, take turns doing the cooking and then the rest of the time we just write. Um, I went in thinking I might have a half an idea for a book I might want to write. And I came out with two books I want to write. <laughs> it was a little frustrating. It was like I spent the whole weekend going, like trying to force two ideas to be the same book, mm -hmm. essentially. And then I came out thinking like, no, these are two different things and equally valid. But now I've got two assignments. <laughs> um, uh, but I think they could be great. And I'm just, uh, I'm trying to stay in it. You know, it's a little difficult because mm -hmm. there's so much going on. And when you get that four days away and you have absolutely nothing else to focus on, it's wonderful. And you get uh, a lot of headway made. And then you get home and it's like, oh, yes, like a week goes by and you haven't even thought about it. Um, so I'm trying to keep my brain in it a little bit, but we're, you know, 
Yeah, we'll see. Well, that sounds exciting. Uh, it was actually kind of cool because my friend who I do the writer's retreats with just had her first novel published. And that novel is something she's been working on on these writer's retreats for the past like eight years. Oh, well, that's really fun to get to see someone yeah. who has taken this like mm -hmm. experiment and has has seen it through to completion yeah. that gives yeah, you a little like, bit of hope <laughs> yeah one of the writers brought champagne and we all toasted to her and it was very That's sweet fun. yeah so it's cool uh i should plug the book in light of recent events by amy Klinger. uh well should we get into this uh episode should we get a one sentence imdb summary of what happens in this episode for those who may not oh. have seen it it would be my absolute pleasure. And I, I um, mean, we have to strongly encourage people to watch this episode, don't we? This is one that, like, I'm saying watch it. You know, <laughs> if there, there's plenty of MacGyver episodes that are not essential viewing. This one, I'm going to go ahead and say yeah. you're going to want to see That doesn't mean that, I, that you're not telegraphing that you're going to give it a high score at the end of this episode. You're oh, just no, saying, I'm not saying yeah. that whatsoever. But I yeah. am saying uh, you should watch it. <laughs> Seek uh, it out. But here's the description. While mapping some wilderness in Alaska, MacGyver discovers an abandoned ship. On it, a Russian stowaway tells him that the crew were all scared off by Bigfoot. Yes. Does yes, that raise yes, any yes. questions for anybody? Because <laughs> uh, come again. I what what was the point at which? Because we didn't read that summary before we watched this episode. No. What was the point at which you realized what they were about to do and thought this doesn't seem like a MacGyver episode? I truly. I mean, the minute that I started to feel strange was when he is on this mission to you know plant these devices around the wilderness of alaska mm. in order to like map this wild region for this department of the interior which they say about 47 times <laughs> um yep. project that we've we have established this has been like a long time coming this is a really big deal this it's is for really the benefit important. of nature yeah yeah, this is like what could be more important than this mm -hmm. project that yeah. he is is mapping for these folks. And so he is on this mission. He sees a ship and like for some reason is compelled to call out to it and see what's going on there. It's like <laughs> if I were on a critically important mission and I saw an old you know, oil tanker or, you know, whatever kind of ship that was, I would be like, oh, cool ship. And I would keep walking and <laughs> doing my thing, you know? Yeah. He instead fixes a rowboat to get out to this thing <laughs> and is there yelling... I remember this moment too, by the way, because when he sees the ship in the distance, I remember we see his face, we see the ship, we see his face, we see the ship, we see the ship, we do not see his face, we hear him say... Oh, what are you doing here, ship? It's basically like a moment where they had to punch in a little bit of dialogue to say, like, MacGyver is wondering why the ship is here. But it could just as easily have been him going, like, that wasn't on the maps. You know, exactly. like... Exactly. Something yeah. that explains why it's so it's important place, for right? him to to know that this is out of place. Because <laughs> yeah. as, as a viewer, I have no background that it's weird that there's an old boat in this inlet in Alaska. I have <laughs> right. no background information to suggest that that is an odd thing. Yeah. So what I found odd was his obsession with finding out what was going on on the ship. And then he just yells, favorite line of the episode, <laughs> hello, ship. <laughs> Oh, he actually says the word ship <laughs> over and over. <laughs> you think he would say like, what is it? Ship to shore? I guess it's short of ship. Uh, you yeah, might have no. some nautical way of calling out to a ship. He but. said, hello, ship. <laughs> hello, ship. Like a toddler would do yeah. when they saw a bus going <laughs> by. Hi, buzz. Exactly. 
<laughs> so that was, I was already just like, all right, something is off here. And then he immediately gets on this thing. Of course, he he takes all his trouble. And then we go into spooky time. Yeah, um, for, for some a very like, long time. Yeah, there's yeah. doors <laughs> shutting that shouldn't be shutting. There's noises. Yeah. And so that's when I knew like, okay, this isn't, there isn't no. just like a bad guy hiding right. um, in the wings. This is a spooky kind of like paranormal episode. So what about yeah. you? Did you have yeah, a yeah. moment where you were like, what the fuck? Well, that was, that's definitely it. And I remember thinking like, I truly was thinking, okay, so they got access to a boat. Good job. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's clearly not a set. It's clearly an actual oil tanker or something. And he's moving around the ship. And, you know, it, it, they've gotten all this B-roll of him, like just going into doors and looking around and touching things and, and checking stuff out. And you get all that so that in the edit, you can have like every possible scenario of like, mm -hmm. you can make that sequence as short or as long as you need to. And that's what I thought. I thought, oh, this episode definitely came up short. Like time-wise, they didn't have mm -hmm. enough to fill the 45 minutes and they just are bur burning. They had the B-roll here, so they put more spooky music under. Now, that being said, it was too long. Like him snooping around the ship was too goddamn long without anything happening. But the moment when we get a giant hairy fist smashed through the window and we see Bigfoot for the first time did st st like startle me. And I thought, well, it yeah. probably wouldn't have startled me if it hadn't been fucking 45 minutes of nothing <laughs> followed by one smash. Like it did, you know, build suspense effectively, even though it took God too, too damn long. And then nothing happens for another 10 minutes and while he finds yeah. the girl. He, yeah. he of course, stumbles upon, uh, say it with me, a runaway, <laughs> a runaway. because this is the 80s and we have yeah. to have a runaway uh, because <laughs> otherwise we are not contractually yeah. <laughs> um, living up to our bargain. So like, yeah, it, it was just totally insane. I also like the title of the episode is Ghost Ship. Ghost ship, yep. There's no ghost. I thought you said ghost shit, which is also yeah. <laughs> appropriate. The title of the episode is Ghost Ship. There are no ghosts, and we barely spend any time on the ship in the episode. Yeah. That yeah. It was disappointing to me. We're immediately back on land, mm -hmm. and we are in the woods, and we are. there's a scene that happens right after he meets the runaway with these two indigenous uh, uh -huh. people that just made my skin crawl uh yeah. i could not take it i found that so interesting because like he says something in the narration at the beginning about like old indian legends and stuff and he stumbles upon a a totem pole and he says like they're doing the same thing i'm doing they're marking the land or whatever it was very odd um it was interesting to me because it's like it is hugely problematic from a modern standpoint to like see that the way that indigenous people are treated in this episode but it's also like they clearly think that they're kind of doing the right thing. They have like a certain reverence for their, it's mysticism and it's like through a white supremacist lens, but it is also a bit of like, I think they're, they think that they're paying homage to native traditions. Agreed. And I think, I think it was totally well-intentioned. And I yeah. think like having just been to Alaska, I have more of an awareness that like you mm. kind of can't talk about Alaska without talking about the indigenous influence on Alaska because it's really present there. Mm. And so like, yes, it 100% makes sense that there's representation. The issue that I have with it is the sort of like wise old mystic totally. type yeah. of treatment that I'm just like, this is is just kind of like, all right, yeah. the wise old mystic is teaching the white man something, right. you know, uh, you know, not to dismiss Bigfoot, essentially, which yeah. is like, and of course, that... Mag but MacGyver is like slightly smarter than them all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that, that was cringy to me. Mm -hmm.
Yeah. What I the other thing I thought was so funny was that like the decision, or maybe it wasn't their decision to make. Maybe it was just the shoot schedule or whatever to make the sort of uh, him exploring the boat and then Bigfoot stumbling in on him and trying to kill him a daytime scene. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like a straight up like sun in the top of the sky daytime scene was so odd to me because every time because obviously like if you want to make it seem like Bigfoot might be real or there might be some real animal in the lurking in the shadows if you're putting like you know a million watts of sun, sunlight on this guy it looks like a dude in a costume you know 100 like- <laughs> percent. it's like it could not be clearer that this is a man in costume it's like sure it's a tall man uh but it's a man yeah it's a man-sized thing and they do their best to to edit the shit out of it so it's like super fast editing and stuff so you don't see much and stuff but it's still like broad fucking daylight you know yeah exactly and and i just wanted uh folks to understand that like we still have yet another element that we haven't even introduced (laughs) into this episode because if you thought that there's a little too much going on with Bigfoot and a runaway (laughs) and the indigenous voices uh we also have um oil pirates um that come in and because we need someone (laughs) to fight uh as well so well I mean those guys and this is where it gets really Scooby-Doo for me. Yes. Because um, it's like, okay, so we have this guy who's clearly uh, dressing up as Bigfoot, and we need some logical reason why he would do that. And uh, as happens in every episode of Scooby-Doo, the logical reason is they're trying to scare people off while they're doing something nefarious. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's working. You know, it's working on... Uh, but are, they're also, by the way, murdering stowaways. Yeah, they're murdering stowaways. Um, you know, the folks who are with our, our runaway, apparently. Yeah. Her were... brother got murdered by these yeah. guys who are like... So if they're just straight up murderers, why the need for all the theatrics? Yeah, I don't think the, the <laughs> costume would really factor into it. Um, it yeah, that, that, was, I, that was tough. Also, I felt like they were trying to put too fine a point on this like environmental message of oh, just like, you know, let's yeah. put the let's make the villains be in search of oil and they're yeah. like sullying this land and you know, yep. um while but I certainly God forbid agree they should that. make actual <laughs> oil people. Like it could just be somebody building an oil pipeline, but it's like it's people stealing from the oil companies. Yes. You don't want to make people the oil companies the bad oil guys. From Alaska, from the oil companies who look like uh, both of those actors looked like people who had never been in the woods before in their <laughs> lives. Yeah. So like that's already I'm like, I am not buying these two as pirates for oil yeah. uh, for a second. Oh, and their and their boss is is uh, one of those 80s British villains yeah it's like yes. ooh, just just for no fucking reason the guy's got a I british love accent a vague accent because it mm-hmm. wasn't like uh, even on the nose british it like right. reminds me of all of those like old world war ii movies where like all the germans have british accents yeah. and you're like why <laughs> <Yeah>. is this <laughs> it's just like vague evil european yeah. um which i love and speaking of accents uh so we have the russian girl I don't, for, for, well, first of all, I had such an issue and continue to have an issue with every time MacGyver like spooks a, a woman or a girl, um, he has no clue why he uh, the person is scared of him and then is often grabbing them, trying to get them not to run away. Like he throws his arms around them and says, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. And then he's like 
borderline offended when they're terrified to death. And because we know him to be the hero, we're supposed to think, huh, silly girl, she doesn't realize. It's MacGyver. He's harmless. But it's yeah, like, it's like in a modern context, it's like, yeah, no, I mean, wi- <laughs> women have to treat every man like they're a fucking murderer. And so why? He's a weirdo he's alone a weirdo in, the woods. in the woods. Like, why would I <laughs> yeah. run up to trust this person? It doesn't. It, I, even if you take gender out of it, it's totally. just like yeah. you stumble upon another human being who's just kind of a drifter. You're going to have some questions. <laughs> oh, you're about... in the hull of this old ship too. Sure, I'll trust <laughs> yeah, you. Like it's like the gender thing raises the stakes, but like I would approach anyone with yeah. a little skepticism right. who is just also like looking around the old ghost ship, you know, yeah. by themselves. So <laughs> also, you know, MacGyver. Uh, I thought was hilarious. Uh, not only knows how to say, do you speak Russian? But the other Russian phrase he knows is, my accent's a little rusty. Which uh, he yeah. just pulls that out for no reason. But it's a good chance for us to learn that MacGyver can speak multiple languages. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be uh, very much uh, pointed yeah. out. Yeah. I, I do want to move along because like really yeah, yeah. the highlight... The culmination, the best part of this episode is when MacGyver fights Bigfoot um, (laughs) hand-to-hand combat. I mean, that, like, what else could I ask for from this episode? (laughs) Obviously, at at a certain point, there's the big reveal, right? The spoilers, if you haven't seen this, there's the big (laughs) reveal that, oh my gosh, it's a guy in a suit. Yeah, Um, yeah. but I wouldn't say fights him so much as is thrown around like a rag doll by him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like so, we really, we really meant to know how strong this guy is. It's Jaws from the old Bond movies. He's like a giant, yeah, super this strong. This guy dude. is huge, really strong in a full Bigfoot costume. Um, and it must also be hard to fight in one of those. He's a really uh, skilled <laughs> yeah. um, at throwing people around, in addition to scaring people. Um, yeah. And that is that is when MacGyver finds out that uh this is fake um he's borderline surprised when the mask comes off in his hands it's like you it took him a chilling amount of time (laughs) to realize he was fighting a human man like that was really upsetting (laughs) yeah yeah uh and that was truly the like that's the scooby-doo moment right where it's like the mask comes off and it was old man henderson all along it was like Mm -hmm. i mean i guess the only thing that's missing is we didn't meet this guy earlier in the episode as a human being (laughs) right and that was like uh, again a problem with it because like when you see a mask come off in any kind of narrative it's supposed to like there's supposed to be that flash of recognition and you're supposed to be like, Oh my gosh, it's you, you know, we didn't have that. Oh my gosh. It's a guy. Like (laughs) it just would have been great if we had one scene, you know, we could have taken any time away from the ghost spooky exploration to establish who this person is. And the fact that he's, you know, with these oil pirates. Yeah. It should have been somebody, um, on, you know, three foot stilts in that costume because, you know, a nine foot guy in the regular narrative would have stuck out, you know? (laughs) Right. Anything. The helicopter pilot from the beginning, something, you know, like otherwise it's, it's just, there's no payoff there. I I hate to jump back, but speaking of uh, the Bigfoot, when he, when they jump off the ship to escape him at the beginning, that guy full on Donkey Kong's an oil barrel into the <laughs> into the water mm-hmm. at them. And it looked so cartoonish to me. It was like over his head. Like, what is this show? I mean, this 
whole episode was could have been a cartoon back to your oh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like this could have been a Saturday morning action adventure cartoon. Totally. A thousand percent. I worry that they may have lifted a script from somewhere yeah. else because it almost <laughs> doesn't make sense as a MacGyver right, episode. Right. You could take the audio from this and make a 25 minute cartoon that would be perfectly serviceable on like, yeah, yeah I, I would watch someone, that. Someone should do that. Yeah. Someone who's smarter than me <laughs> should uh, animate that and do it and send it to us oh my god also another little uh note uh the kid's name who is ostensibly some form of russian is karen graf (laughs) with the names they just refuse to give any ethnic character an ethnic name it's so strange it's just give her an american name and a russian accent why why dear god do we have to have these just unreal like just (laughs) if you're gonna say that someone is a particular nationality Crack a book and yeah, figure out right. what a name that that person would have. <laughs> no, that's got to be what it is, right? It's got to be just the writer's total laziness at like, okay, well, she's Russian. And then it's like, well, I got to give her a name. And they just pull out a name out of their I ass. I suppose, but like, this all is the, the height of MacGyver. the Cold War. So right. it's like, how are you not aware of, of what a Russian name could be. You they know? know Gorbachev. They don't know any other names. <laughs> um, uh, anything else? I think um, the I loved MacGyver's look in this. The sort of like uh, burnt rust chamois shirt with the Henley shirt underneath was such a fun like outdoorsy like a, totally impractical for look. a hot day but i mean we love a macgyver episode in the woods he's yeah. like very much in his element here <laughs> like we're not trying to have him like like i i don't love the episodes where he's like stuck in a facility of some kind you mm. know like the, this is where he really gets a chance to like show his his yeah. stuff um uh, but i do want to give one shout out for the woman back at the department of the interior yeah. hq with Pete, who was amazing, and she was like taking this really seriously, and they they gave her a little bit to do in this episode. She mm-hmm. wasn't a complete caricature. She wasn't a love interest. She was like a right. just a, a regular old female. Well, she spent character. the whole time with Pete, who is about as asexual as they come. So it <laughs> <laughs> wasn't going to be sparks flying there. But I did appreciate no. that they made the person in charge of this entire operation female, which is you know. It just it felt like just a regular this person happens to be a woman character and uh, that did not go unnoticed by me. And they 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 showed you that by her walking into a room and some man running up to her and being like, "Here are those reports you wanted, Mrs. So and So." (laughs) Yeah, which is how my job is. I mean, people (laughs) run up to me handing me pieces of paper. Yep. Thank you, Bill. Um, Well, I I, so we've talked in previous episodes about this recycled actor count that I've been building here. I don't believe we have any recycled actors in this episode do we so we're still at what 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 were we at two i think yeah we're only at two for the season is there anything else uh, i missed or you want to talk about about this episode oh i i loved uh pete at the end with the his little boom box um they they found right. the tapes that they had been using you know what the bigfoot kind of like yell Growl, yep. um yeah that they had been using to scare people and then of course the episode has to end with like a real growl coming from the woods and so it has to be left open-ended as mm-hmm. any media about bigfoot has to have that question mark but I is it really it. fake I loved it so much. I loved the fact that the guy in the suit had some kind of a neck thing that obviously made him able to growl. 
Like he had a speaker yes. attached to his neck, but they also oh, yeah. needed a boombox in the woods making that sound. But also the sound that we heard that was ostensibly not made by a by a boombox was the exact same sound, not even a similar sound. The yeah, sound. Yeah, it's really. So is it another boombox? a lot of trouble um, yeah. Yeah. for this like elaborate <laughs> thing that they didn't need to do if they're just going to kill people randomly. Right, so right, I just right. don't. I did um, kind of. I loved. You would expect MacGyver, a man of science, to be a hundred percent skeptical of anything like this, and the right. fact that he was able to be taken in by this guy admits at the end that he had me going for a while, and then kind of like when he's called like like when she calls him out on it, he's like, "Well, I mean, there's a lot of things we don't know about." Like it's such a like the curiosity of that character and the openness of him as opposed to like just the straight up skeptic. Um, I appreciated that. I thought it was a nice like character beat. Yeah. I mean, he is willing to, uh, he's open to discussion, which. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We have to rate ghost ship on a scale of one to 10. Uh, who's going first, Annie? I'll say it that way. Do you want me to oh, go first? God. Do you want to go first? I'm going to go first. Um, Great. I this is controversial because like do I think this is a high quality episode of the show no did I enjoy it more than almost any episode I've ever seen of this show (laughs) yes uh so I'm giving it a nine oh my god Jesus Christmas. Uh, okay. I know. I'm that going not completely what I expected. wild. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, uh, I I already wrote it down. I already wrote down what I was giving this episode, and it is not okay. a nine. It is a four. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, this has I know. never happened this before. Never, this never happens. It happens once in a while. Like uh, There are certain episodes you, for some reason, really uh, lock into and and you don't forget about, and you, you keep referencing. Um, I feel like this is going to be one of those for you. Um, but I, that's correct. If you think I'm ever letting this go, you <laughs> are wrong. <laughs> um, but I just can't abide a show that's like, it's not the show. It's like, it's, I do, you know, obviously the stuff that happens in the woods is very MacGyver-esque and he does some cool stuff with the fishing pole and the, you know, whatever, but, um, it doesn't feel like an episode of the show. It feels like something entirely different. Um, not to say that's a bad thing, you know, X-Files had their little silo episodes, you know, but yeah, I will give you that, like, some of his outdoorsy stuff, it's not so much a MacGyverism as right. him just being really capable, you right. know, in the outdoors. So that's, yeah, yeah. Eh, but yeah, exactly. So uh, that's a rare moment when we don't agree on something. I see, I, I can see both sides. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you liked it, I guess. I'm, that's not really the right term, but there's good people on both sides. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's about all the time we have for this episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check out our website, themacgyverpod.com. Our socials, it's all at The MacGyver Pod. If you want to watch old episodes of the show along with us, you can check them out on Paramount Plus or Amazon Prime or even still Pluto TV for free. Uh, next week, we'll be covering Season 3, Episode 5, Fire and Ice. Take care, everybody. And remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac, friends, friends are, are the, the adventures, adventures of life. life.